Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America... God love you. Nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been to. And the, anyway, you want to talk? This has been the President of the United States of America. May God have mercy on our souls. Stu does America. BladesTV.com slash Stu is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Do it. Just do it right now. Why not? Use the promo code Stu. You'll save 10 bucks. If you're on YouTube, this is the time to like this video right now and tell the robots that make the algorithms that other people should see this material as well. It always helps us do that. Follow the show as well. Tomorrow is the day. We're going to be doing a, a, a Q&A, uh, maybe a, a pre-Thanksgiving Q&A. Uh, talking about the election and whatever else you want to talk about on YouTube, youtube.com slash America. I'm going to do it pre- pretty much immediately after the radio show. Don't miss it. Pat Gray is going to be here for a pre-Thanksgiving news roundup. Joe Biden picks a familiar scapegoat to blame inflation prices on. But we start by doing the attack of the unions. Mm, unions always have such a positive influence in our country. Never done anything bad, that's for sure. Never been any corruption or uh, negative policies associated with them. But yes, they are on the attack right now. There's this idea that maybe the fact that we've kind of moved away from being a union country has uh, has uh, has been something that we've all sort of acknowledged. We've seen the rise of the right to work state. We've seen uh, those states outperform union states by large margins economically, and the country's sort of moved away. The percentage of people in a union at this point is as low as it's been in a very long time. The left doesn't like that. They're trying to reverse it. And so they've been trying to promote union causes. Of course, the left still continues to kiss the butt of every union because they are massive, massive donors. They fund the political operations of the left. But what's frustrating about this is how all of this plays out, how the media uh, puts it, puts all of us directly in the crosshairs uh, at the behest of the unions. This happens off, over and over and over again. Let me let me give you an example of this. This is maybe some pre-election coverage of Joe Biden and the unions, and you're going to notice a minor line here. I think right around election day, just a, just a, a tad of a difference here. This is pre-election coverage. Ready for it? Failure wasn't an option here. How Biden navigated a political and economic minefield at a critical moment in rail negotiations. This is September 15th, just weeks before the election would take place. Biden pushed railways and unions to be creative and flexible to reach a deal and avoid a shutdown, says the White House, which we're supposed to take as a totally neutral source 
on what went on with this story, I guess. Uh, okay, wow, Biden really did a great job here. How did he do it? Well, he did it this way. The U.S. rail labor deal hammered out over sandwiches and baked ziti. This is the sort of coverage Joe Biden received. And this is a big deal. The rail strike would be a disaster for the economy. It would be very, very bad. You may know this, but we, we tend to transport a decent amount of goods, chemicals, uh, fuels, uh, base elements all around the country on rail. Not to mention commuters in, in, other, in certain parts of the country. I used to do it every single day, every single day, almost like Joe Biden. You know, he's logged two million miles on Amtrak and he talked to somebody on the train named, what was it, Ange? And Ange said, hey, Joe, you've, you've gone two million miles on Amtrak. And he said, thanks, Ange. I appreciate it. Of course, we're not actually having this conversation because I'm lying about it. And the reason we know I'm lying about the conversation is because you've been dead for multiple years. Uh, that's actually true. He, he claimed and bragged about a conversation he had with Ange when Ange had already been dead for a while when he said he had the conversation. But that's just typical Joe Biden. The point is, Joe Biden navigated a crisis. He solved the crisis. He pushed him with big ziggity to make sure everyone could come to the table and have a wonderful negotiation. That's the kind of guy Joe Biden is. So what sense would you make of the post-election rail union coverage? Let me give you a taste of that. Largest freight rail unions split on contract vote, raising strike concerns. No, 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 no. He, guys, the ziggity. Remember, they had the sandwiches and the ziti. They got together, sandwiches, ziti. They had a deal. Remember, failure is not an option. Maybe they just didn't, they didn't understand. But what about this one? The la- latest rail deal turned down by fourth union. Four of them. With a strike looming, railroad unions and management head back to the negotiating table. Did they just like the ziti so much? Is that why they're going back to the negotiating table? They're just so pro that no one can imagine uh, being able to uh, have a conversation without such delicious Italian food associated. What's the actual reason here? See, there was never a deal. There was no deal. There wasn't a deal before the election. The media all came together and parroted the White House line that there was a deal. However, no one had voted on the deal. And when they did vote on the deal, four different unions said, hell No, they didn't want nothing to do with this. So now after Joe Biden has had all the accolades for getting the deal done, then goes through an election where he outperforms expectations. Now they let us know that there was no deal. And actually, sorry, so, so sorry, there might be a strike. Now, we are in the midst of a tough time economically. You may have noticed this. Inflation is going through the roof. You may have noticed this. You may have noticed that we are in a tough time when it comes to our pocketbooks. So would a would this be a big deal for our economy? We're talking about two billion dollars of goods uh, that go through rail lines every single day. Two billion dollar hit to the economy for every day. They would go on strike. They may go on strike now because there never was a deal. That was all BS the entire time. Now, One thing that's important to understand is, yeah, there's a lot of unions involved in this, and many of them have agreed to this. However, four of them haven't. And you might say, well, who cares if only four of them, I don't know, if there's more that that do agree, what's the big deal? The problem is, if even one, they don't need all four, if even one of them holds out and says, we're not going along with this deal, 
all of the unions have to strike in unison. That's the way this works. They're standing together. They're unions. They're not thinking individually. We've encouraged them to think collectively. So if one of these unions says no, four of them have already, if one of them continues to say no, then we get a strike as early as December 5th. You may note that that's pretty close to Christmas time. So sorry, kids. No presents under the tree this year. Sorry about that. You know, and I'm going to tell my kids that, honestly, whether uh, the rail thing happens or not. Sorry, kids. No tree. No presents. Bah humbug. This is kind of a big deal, right? When you're in the middle of an economic crisis, you're in the verge of economic catastrophe, it feels like, and you've got the holidays right around the corner, a rail strike would be a very big deal. But not only did Joe Biden not have to pay a price for not being able to, to push this through, instead he got the benefits of it. They just told you the truth after the election. That's nice and convenient, isn't it? How do unions get away with this? They do it all the time. Why do unions never receive any of the blame for these problems. You know, the, the media treats them as if they're always the positive actor. It's the worker versus the evil capitalist. The evil capitalist wants to run his business with things like profit. Mm, I can't believe those bastards are motivated by profit. Only a bad person would be motivated by profit. Good people are unions. They just are asking for basic things. They just want more pay and, and more time off and all of the benefits and perks of of living like Elon Musk. Well, you don't always get that. You know, work kind of sucks sometimes. You got to show up on time. You got to show up and do your job. And sometimes it's not the most rewarding thing. Sometimes it's not all that pleasant. Believe me, I work here and I work with people like Jeffy. So I know uh, work can be very, very difficult, but that doesn't mean I unionize. No, no. I take my job seriously. I come in and I do it. And then I get the heck out of here before Jeffy can talk to me in the hallways. That's the way America's supposed to work. Now, I will say that uh, they are not the only, the only union out there. Here's a union that is able to basically hold us hostage uh, with our economy. And as we approach Christmas in the middle of uh, teetering on the brink of economic catastrophe, no blame goes to the unions whatsoever. And they won't get any punishment if this stuff goes down. There will be never, there's no recourse against them. No one, there's no media reports that say, wow, the, the, the unions really screwed us on this one. That doesn't happen. That never happens. In fact, we have a good example of it never happening. Over the last couple of years, we've had a situation where the American people have been up against a union. In fact, our entire future has been up against a union. And the union has held the line over and over and over and over and over and over again with almost no blame from the media whatsoever. That union, of course, the teachers union, who said over and over and over and over again, they did not want kids going back into school. They wanted to stop them. They wanted to uh, force vaccination on them. They wanted to mask them. They wanted them to stay home so they didn't get the, the, the teachers sick. After all, the teachers just wanted to be safe. And, you know, I could go back, of course, and find a million different uh, varieties of this conversation that happened in 2020 and 2021, where, you know, places like Texas had everybody back in schools. Florida's had their kids back in school. But teachers unions all over the place in blue states were saying, no, we can't do that. It's too unsafe. It's too risky. We're very nervous about this. We can't we'll just we'll let them back in when we're safe. So I said, you know what, let's not let's not take the, the low hanging fruit. Let's look for something where the, the teachers unions were actually saying they wanted to mask children in 2022. 2022. Could that possibly be a thing? Could it possibly be a thing that, what, 
two plus years after the pandemic really kicked into gear, long, long after most of the red states had their kids back in school unmasked, could they possibly still be talking about this in 2022? Here is Randy Weingarten. Uh, she is, uh, of course, the president of the American Federation of Teachers, talking about in 2022, February 9th, 2022, talking about masking kids in schools. What Dr. McBride just told us about masks not particularly being effective for children, what's the argument against taking off masks in schools? Well, the argument is that you have, well, let me just say this. Uh-oh. I am in favor of an off-ramp on masks. Off-ramp. Right. The real issue becomes, becomes are, is, the, is, 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 there, is, the is the spread, spread. low enough mm-hmm. so that low enough. there's no dissemination or transmission oh. in schools? Oh, and just it's no, not dis- no transmission? the teachers okay. transmitting to kids. No. Um, it's more kids and kids, kids and kids, particularly in elementary schools right elementary now. Schools. And so the question really becomes, do we have, that's why I like what Massachusetts has done, because mm-hmm. what they've said is that on a school by school basis, they said if there's 80% vaccination rates, then those schools can lift the mandates. No, there you go. I mean, there's more problems in there than we can possibly address, but you get the point here. In 2022, they're still talking about this, still talking against, I mean, she was directly answering the the statement of a doctor who said it doesn't do anything. And she said she wanted to get an off-ramp from masks. Where's that off-ramp? And the off-ramp to her is all we have to do is find out that there's no transmission in school. Well, obviously, that's an impossible hurdle to hit. You're never going to be able to clear that. That's an impossible standard. No transmission? Of course there's going to be transmission. That's just part of the world right now. The fact, of course, being that kids don't seem to have any natural uh, problems with this, thankfully. I mean, that's been one of the few blessings of the era of the pandemic. The, the bottom line here is that unions, there are some arguments that, you know, that, that people like about unions. They like having some way to push back against an unfair employer. They, you know, people like the idea of unionizing because it seems to give the workers more power. And, and you know, I'm, there was a time where maybe people could make that argument, which, of course, be allowed unless you're unless it's a public sector, which is a real problem. But you should be allowed to try to form a union if you wish, if you have if your laws permit it. Sure, go for it. But the bottom line is it doesn't help the workers. It doesn't help the people buying the products. And it certainly doesn't help our kids to be put at the uh, at the uh, other side of these constant attacks by the union because the union is thinking of itself. So it's designed for it's not thinking about the students. It's not thinking about the economy. It's thinking about itself. That's what it does. And you know what? Even the hero like Joe Biden can't come in and fix it. Unless, of course, it's before the election. Then he's a miracle worker. Afterwards, we find out that he couldn't do it at all. You know, capitalism is always the big enemy to, to our country, which is bizarre to me. I mean, we're, we're talking about a country that has benefited more from capitalism than any country has benefited from any public policy in human history. And yet it's constantly the enemy. Capitalism has give us, given us so much bounty and so much success over the years. And it's incredible that we have to sit here and uh, look at this and say, wow, well, uh, you know, these these oil companies, they're evil. But you know what? The unions, though, they're absolutely fine. Look, these unions have done a lot of damage and they will continue to do it. If we, we go through this rail uh, strike. This is going to be a major, major problem. It's possible the government could force them to stay at work. This has happened from time to time uh, over the years. We'll see how that plays out. 
But the bottom line here is that unions are a major problem. And unions wind up costing the American people inordinate amounts of money and time and hassle. And in this particular case, education, where we've taken millions and millions of kids and set them back by a generation largely at the behest of what teachers unions demanded. Ridiculous things like no transmission of COVID-19 in schools. It's never going to happen. You're never going to be perfectly safe. Nobody is. It's just one of these things where we're going to have to sit back and, and, and be honest about it. And it would be nice if we could get honest coverage to fuel that conversation. Instead, what we get is a celebration of Joe Biden and all of his uh, massive uh, abilities to negotiate over sandwiches and ziti. There's no amount of sandwiches and ziti that can solve this problem. Inflation continues to be a plague on our economy, our families, our savings, and the irresponsible spending from the left is not going to get any better. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of ne- negative economic record from you know, empty grocery store shelves like we're living in, in Venezuela to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. You can hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Text STU to 989898 and get your free info kit diversifying into gold. Plus, you can become eligible for a free gold bar with every purchase you make through December 22nd. I mean, I don't know. Santa likes cookies, but probably like a gold bar instead, so you can leave that out for him instead. Uh, With almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals, IRAs, Birch Gold can help. Now, don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Do something about it. Text STU to 989898. Claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. You can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, text STU to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold from Birch Gold. Joined now by Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed right here on Blaze TV, also hosting the radio program with me this week. Pat Gray, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be here, Stu. I'm, I'm glad you are. Yeah, me it's too. It's been such a long time since oh my gosh. the radio show this morning. It's been at least three hours. Something like that. Four, five. Wow, a lot. Of, some six, hours. And some you've hours. totally changed as a person. I barely Well, I'm liberal you. now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> Probably going to be a surprise to people. Yeah. I've completely changed my mind. I the, mean, it's been that long since the radio show. The today. radio show tomorrow is going to be interesting it if will. you're liberal. Yeah. <laughs> well, won't it? <laughs> well, don't miss it. It's going to be a wonderful <laughs> reveal to the radio audience tomorrow morning. Um, let, let's start with the election. We had you on before the election with sort mm-hmm. of an election preview. We were both pretty optimistic as to what might come. Yeah. Do you look at this as an utter c- catastrophe, uh, a disappointment, uh, not that bad? As an utter catastrophe at first, because mm-hmm. it was so disappointing that we didn't get the Senate back. Uh, I now look at it as a disappointment. Um, because, you know, the House is a pretty good win. I mean, that's... There was a time a year or so ago where we weren't expected to get any of it. Republicans weren't in the summer of this year. Yeah, Uh, that's that was the case after Dobbs. It really looked for a while that uh, that was going to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. And they were making a big fat deal out of the fact that, you know, because of abortion and January 6th, uh, Republicans couldn't win it. Um, But to get the House back, that's a big deal. And they'll be able to stop certain legislation. I mean, if they have any giblets, I'm not convinced Republicans do have giblets, but. 
I'm hopeful. Mm. Uh, you know, another thing, too, which has been maybe underplayed, we sent Nancy Pelosi packing. Yeah, I love that. She's gone. Love that. I mean, she's still going to be in Congress, but she's gone yeah. from leadership and gone from House Speaker. That's a big deal. It is. It's a, it's a really big deal. Now, is Kevin McCarthy going to be a wildly fantastic <laughs> Speaker of the House? Probably not. But he's already made some motions as if he's going to do good things, like yeah. removing Ilan Omar from her committee seat and um, Adam Schiff and and Swalwell. Eric Swalwell no longer in the Intelligence Committee. That, that should have happened, what, three years ago when we first heard about Fang Fang. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And oh, I, look, Eric Swalwell intelligence are oil and water. They, they can't they cannot right. mix. Uh, there's they cannot right. be near each other. There's no intelligence there. Um, that is kind of odd that we would have someone who slept with a Chinese spy in our in our, our intelligence, intelligence committee apparatus yeah. in any in any fashion. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? <laughs> it is odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't think a superpower would be OK with that. Um, you might think the Republic of Congo is okay yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. But not probably here. not even them. Uh, I, I was interesting on the Pelosi. It was interesting to me on the Pelosi thing. You got the typical liberal send off, right? This, the first woman speaker broke the glass ceiling. Incredible mm. control of her, of her constituency and all of these wonderful things. They made her sound like the greatest politician of all time. Mm. But when they, thinking back at her reign, when she started out as House Speaker, she was really incredibly liberal, even for the liberals, right? Mm-hmm. And she has not changed. But I think you'd put her maybe in the middle of the party now Yeah. on the left. Like, she's no right. longer near yeah, the what party we would say, like, the, 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 uh, <clears throat> the squad and all these people. Yeah. And, and I think that the squad and all of those people are probably very happy that she's going away. Because, you know, now she's... She's left uh, leadership of the Democrats open now. And I guess the expectation is that younger people are going to take over. I mean, younger people to them is, you know, 78. 78. (laughs) Biden is a younger person. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Biden is younger than Pelosi, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, they're going to, it looks like maybe Hakeem Jeffries will be the guy. Yeah. And, now this and he's is, what, 52 or something? Yeah. He's in his 50s. A known election denier. Yeah. A guy who who has said over and over again that the 2016 election was not legitimate. I mean, there's yeah. no there's no real they don't actually care about election denial. No. I mean, Hillary Clinton, uh, Hakeem, uh, I mean, Pelosi, they, they've all denied the 2016 election at some point. Right. And it's only that because they're Democrats, I guess, that it's OK. It's okay to deny elections as long as nobody ever said anything about it when it was them doing it. Mm-hmm. They did it for, you know, f- four years. They did it the whole time Trump was in office. And they did it uh, back in 2000 with George W. Bush. Uh, so every time a Republican has won in the last two decades, mm-hmm. they've denied the election. Every, ever since I, every election I've ever voted in that they lost they have said was stolen. 2000, yeah. 2004, 2016. Yep. They, that, this is what they do. And they will do it again. People are like, oh, well, now uh, that they've made such a big deal about election denial, they oh, can't they go that well. That. They don't care. They'll just reverse themselves. And the media mm-hmm. will say, well, of course, election denial is bad, but this one's real. This is really what happened this time. They've yeah. got a really good argument this time. 
And, and this is one, just throwing this out here as, as a worry of mine. Um, 2020 happens, and uh, you know the election is you know goes through its process. There's a big fight in the court afterward about who wins, who loses. The lawsuits don't go Trump's way. The election gets uh, you know goes down the road to being certified on January 6th. And Trump's argument is, hey, Mike Pence, you can over, you can overturn this thing. Now I know neither of us bought that argument constitutionally, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why. Just out of pure selfishness, it would be a really bad thing to have the vice president who just lost the election with the ability to overturn the election. Like that would just be fundamentally a really bad thing. Right. Now we are sitting here facing this as a real possibility. Yes, they said over and over again, the vice president can't do this. And of course they can't. And I think it would be overturned in the courts uh, mm-hmm. if, if someone attempted it. But we are now in a situation where we had two years, two years of full Democratic control, where they could have easily blocked and said once again, to be clear, and there was a, 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 a bill to this effect, to be clear, the vice president can't overturn the election if they lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't pass it. Wow. Never, never made it through the House. And now wow. we're getting to we're two years away. And I think this should be a high priority. It should. Uh, let's get this. Again, I don't think it will go through the course, but we should clarify this just in case anyone thinks the vice president could do this. Because if you don't yeah. think in a close election, they'll have Kamala Harris attempt it. They will. They will. I mean, the, the little document called uh, the U.S. Constitution mm. should probably be enough because there's no provision for that in the Constitution. No. But it, it would be nice to codify it in law as they continually say um so that that probably would be a smart move just to be sure um just so we don't have some kind of constitutional crisis yeah but it doesn't look like you're going to no it doesn't not between now and 24 and of course if they actually cared about all the stuff that they claim to care about they would they would this would be their first priority yeah first priority all right let me move over to more important things the national football league okay uh the eagles as you know nine and one i haven't heard really you're yeah oh wow and i mean look should be ten and oh except a couple bad calls you know Uh uh-huh yeah whatever nine and one's pretty good i'm excited about it uh green bay i mean did you watch the thursday night game but i mean aaron Rodgers. fortunately i did not he didn't look like he'd played quarterback before Is this the same guy? I don't understand his demise this year. He was the MVP last year. Last, and the year and before. And the year before. <laughs> Two years running. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he can't play football anymore. How? Very bizarre. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know if his head's not in it. You know, Secret it does vaccination, happen, though. Pat. That's what it was. He yeah. secretly vaccinated. Right. Is between. that what it was? Yes. Oh, that, that must be it. Oh, man. <laughs> but... You know, a lot of times when people sign massive, massive contracts, and he's making, what, $50 million now? Mm. I, it, it seems like they lose their, I don't know if it's they lose their drive or they become complacent or, I don't know, maybe that's what happened to he's him He's a weird year. guy, too. He is a weird guy. Yeah. Not my favorite guy. Yeah. I, One of know, my favorite quarterbacks. Not my favorite guy. He's, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, he's up there. For sure. Um, Top three, probably. Uh, and he has not performed in the clutch the way that you'd want True. from the uh, Joe yeah, Montana. Yeah, one Super Bowl championship is all he's going to get, it looks like. And that's that's pathetic, It's kind of sad. Considering yeah. his talent level. Since it's, what, 2008, 2007? That's a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. I thought it was 2010, but it was, it was a while well, ago. Well, yeah, his Super Bowl was. Oh, but okay. he's been playing, he's been starting for the pack since... 
2007, I think That's it was. That's incredible. And, he, and he, look, he's as you mentioned, he's been really, really good, yeah. uh, even very recently. They're, what, 4-7 and seven now. It doesn't look like they're going to make a playoff. They could squeak in, maybe. Uh, you'll, you'll have, it would could be tough. They could be 10-7, maybe and eight. get in with that. Yeah, could they get in with 9-8, and eight, possibly? You'll see. <sighs> it would be tough. It would be tough in the, yeah. in the NFC. Um, but what I think is kind of interesting is, like, when he was going to come back, it was, he was going to be gone in this offseason. And then all of a sudden right. he came back, and I thought to myself, okay, they must have made a commitment to him. We're going to give you all the resources you need. We're not going to let you sit back there and, you know, uh, not have no one to throw to. And then, like, two days later, they just trade Devontae Adams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what is this? Yeah, not good. Hmm. I, I don't know. They've been doing that, though. They've been doing that for a few years now. Everybody he's got, every weapon he has, they seem to trade. Yeah. And, you know, it pisses him off. <laughs> yeah. They don't seem to care. Did he not know about this trade that was in the works? I, I mean, did they really sign know. him and then Crazy. trade his number one asset a couple of days later without telling him? That's incredible. Uh, well, that. I think the speculation is that he signed such a big contract that Devontae Adams uh, couldn't be signed mm. anymore. I mean, they didn't so they have any money something. left for anybody else. Yeah. So well, they let him go. Yeah. And again, that kind of points to him being kind of a weird guy. Like, yeah. Now, look, everybody wants $50 million. I mean, but it's not many, that weird. How many times <laughs> did Brady yeah. sacrifice mm-hmm. contracts? Especially this late in your career. Right. You know, if you're on year four, you're not sure. I can understand get, taking the money. Down the road this far, what, 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 right. you know, yes, look, a lot of money is a lot of money. But he was going to make $30 million anyway. Right. You know, I, I don't know. It's hard to understand. Um, let me go to uh, another part of the NFL, which is a little bit more uncomfortable for you. I am on uh, a couple of uh, group text chains with a bunch of fans of the New York Jets. Oh, really? And, and it, it, the, the text, it doesn't look good right now. It has now. turned apocalyptic on Zach Wilson. Yeah. I, I, in fact, his coach, uh, Robert Sella, is not committed to starting him this weekend. And so he said they're looking at all options. And so I fully expect somebody else to start like mike white mike white or or joe flacco yeah. or whoever because they're a pretty good team yeah oh yeah. they're a great i mean they've got a great defense yeah i wish the packers had a defense like that um so yeah if they had an offense they'd be unstoppable this so, year uh, we've got about a minute left what is going on because he was Great at BYU. He was. I, you, you know, I was very yeah. high on him coming out. You know, partially on your word. You watched every one of his games, watched mm-hmm. every one of his passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what is happening? Why is he unable to do this so far? I am not certain. I don't, you know, I thought at first, I, last year I thought, well, he doesn't have any weapons. Yeah, team wasn't good. This year, I, I don't think that's the case. I, I think he's got weapons. some weapons. And um, he's just not there. Uh, it's really sad. Is it, was it one of those things where you take someone who maybe isn't used to a New York City spotlight and put them in the middle of that? That, that could be part of it. Can't, can't do Another it. part of it is, uh, well, he lost his girlfriend. You know that because he slept with his mother's best friend. Is that a true story? <laughs> I don't know. He's never denied it. He's never denied it. Wait, try, wait so he, he had a girlfriend and he slept with who? Uh, his mother's best friend. His mother's best friend mm-hmm. that's quite... maybe that threw him off a little bit i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the nfl loved him for it yeah. they were calling him the goat for a while yeah <laughs> what's it's weird, uh, weird what you get praised for in the nfl but you know in reality as they think back on it 
his big year was 2020, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when BYU didn't play that great a schedule. There was, there was no P5s on the schedule. I mean, you played Boise State and Houston and some other decent teams and blew them out. But they didn't play the schedule that they played last year or mm-hmm. this year, certainly. And maybe he just uh, looked better than he was. Well, we've got to leave it there. We've got a lot of football coming up on Thanksgiving, on Turkey Day. It's yep. going to be very exciting. Pat Gray, Pat Gray Unleashed. Watch the show every day. Don't miss it. Subscribe. It's right here on Belize TV as well. BelizeTV.com slash Stu. Pat, thanks for coming on. Thank you. So Thanksgiving is just around the corner. And what does that mean? You're going to be spending a lot of money on food. Uh, Yeah, it's expensive to do the whole uh, Thanksgiving thing. And, you know, people are looking at the prices right now and they're looking at the grocery store uh, and they're saying, holy crap, this isn't worth it. Like, I, I feel like I'm going out to a fancy meal and instead I'm having to do all the work. Well, why am I participating in this nonsense? So now... Uh, apparently people are actually making a difference, uh, making a different choice here. And they are starting to now go to restaurants for Thanksgiving. Uh, we're seeing uh, it explode, said Brendan Sweeney, a CEO of Pop Menu, a tech company that handles online orders for restaurants, uh, tracking mom and pops with as much as $65,000 in advanced food orders. Instead of doing it at home, they're doing it on the road. Why? Well, the cost of food uh, on the, uh, at restaurants has, has still increased 5.8%. However, it's 9.8% for groceries. So it's going up even faster for you if you want to cook at home. If you're lazy, if you don't want to put in the work, if you just don't want people over your house, great time, great excuse. I'm so sorry. You know what? Actually, prices are going up so fast on groceries. We should just go out. It's going to be a lot better. Uh, Meet me at the restaurant and then go directly home. It's an easy thing to say to people. Um, They say that it's not cheaper per se to go out and eat of course but it is so much closer than it used to be that people are just like well why am i gonna put in all this work i mean it's a lot of work we do a family thanksgiving every year at my aunt's house and she puts in a ton of i mean the amount of work she puts into this it's insane i mean i've never been so dedicated to anything in my entire life and of course the food's really really good but like i kind of understand the idea just being like well you know what i don't want to clean it I don't want to go through the hassle of cooking it all and going through all the recipes, a whole probably week of work and lead up and and grocery store trips and all that stuff. How about instead I meet you at Denny's. They've got uh, Grand Slam breakfasts. Pop down a couple of those. You want two? How many do you want? Three? Four? You have as many eggs as you want. Just pile them on the plate, jam it down, get back in your car and go the other direction. That's the holidays. So be prepared. Uh, By the way, if you were worried about why prices are so much higher, you might say, Joe Biden, uh, typical conservative to sit here and blame our wonderful president and all that he's done for you when you know the real answer to the question is of course the putin price hike yes that's right the usda is blaming russia it's amazing for the rising price of thanksgiving dinner they say that uh, they're they're the ones that are making it go up 20 percent this year do you remember back in the day i like bringing this one up i think it was july 4th 2021 when we were told Actually, actually, guys, the price has gone down five cents for a bar for a barbecue down five cents. And you should celebrate the president of the United States is no small thing that the the prices have gone down five cents. Everyone's like, well, first of all, it is by definition a really small thing that it's gone down five cents. But also it hasn't gone down five cents. It's gone up. And of course, that has been true. Those are the back of the days when they used to tell us uh, inflation was merely 
transitory. No big deal. Don't worry about it. It's transitory inflation. Well, didn't get to be so transitory. In fact, we're still dealing with it at a high, high level. So thank you so much, uh, Joe Biden. By the way, tomorrow we're going to go through um, a bunch of election stuff and whatever else you want to talk about on a, a special YouTube Q&A. This happens tomorrow right after the radio show. Uh, join us there. Go to YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. Follow the show. You'll see, if you press the little uh, bell, it'll give you an alert when we start our broadcast. We appreciate you doing that. Any questions that you might have, we'll go through as many as we can tomorrow, right after the radio program, get you set for uh, your conversation points as you go forward here into the Thanksgiving weekend and have to deal with a bunch of people who are probably going to be telling you all sorts of crazy things. Back in a second. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do. And it's a lot worse if you have a terrible real estate agent. Uh, generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investments, and that's a lot of responsibility. You need an agent who can take it seriously. That's why we always talk about realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a company that Glenn started years ago to make sure your experience can be as good as anybody else's. Why does, you know, why do only those fat cats get good real estate agents? You can have them too. You can have the agents with the best results in your area just by going to realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't, uh, don't trust your friend's friend's friend. Don't trust your vibes. Instead, trust a system, a proven system to give you the best real estate agent in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there, get some basic info, and they will make an introduction to their preferred agent in town. It's realestateagentsitrust.com, realestateagentsitrust.com. We've been talking a lot about the student loan debacle where they've been trying to basically go around Congress unconstitutionally and give back a bunch of student loan debt that they can't give back. Um, this is a pl obvious ploy, fitting with the theme of today. Uh, tell people a bunch of stuff they want to hear before the election, then afterward everyone kind of finds out it's not real. Now, of course, since the beginning of all of this, the Democrats have known there was no chance of this getting through the courts. It's obviously unconstitutional. And if this was the thing, it would be a fascinating uh, thing. I, I could, could, uh, could a president go through and just like relieve all, let's say, tax debt for an entire population? Could they do that? I, mean, I guess under this circumstance, sure, why not? It's under the HEROES Act, everybody. We're in a national emergency. Just a bunch of crap. They knew it was crap from the beginning. They told people what they wanted to hear. The media parroted it. And some amount of people were excited by this and probably went to the polls and cast their vote uh, based on the fact that they were going to get this money back. Now, of course, they knew the second we got past the election, the courts would strike it down and it would go away and they wouldn't get their money. Now, you might say, well, that's really uh, egregious. That is... Uh, uh, it's almost um, a tad cynical in a way, but that's not all they did. In fact, they've gone a step farther now. Now they are sending letters to people telling them they've been uh, approved, even though they all know this is, this is going to be going away very, very soon. They've admitted themselves. Nancy Pelosi said themselves. Biden's own Department of Education said they can't just do this on their own. They have to go through Congress. Well, they did it anyway. And now they're sending letters to people. So picture yourself in this position. You are you need some debt relief. You want ten or twenty thousand dollars back. You're excited about getting ten or twenty thousand dollars back. And then uh, the courts block it. And you're like, well, what's going to happen? Then they send you a letter that says you're approved. I'm so sorry, though, that we have to see what's going on with the courts. And then, of course, Instead of you being incompetent 
and lying to your people. You're not seen that way. The media instead promotes it as the Republican courts shot it down. These evil bastards, all they wanted to do was give you back ten dollars or $20,000, but it was Republicans' fault. All of this is a cynical ploy. And if you're thinking, well, what about they're causing pain to these people, these people who want this money and they think they have it and then it's gonna, the rug's going to get pulled out from under them, why would they do that? Why would they cause this pain? And you have to understand the pain is the point. It's the central thought in their minds when they do something like this. They want people who are on the verge of bankruptcy, who are having economic trouble, who really need that relief from the $10,000 to feel as if they were going to get it and have the rug pulled out under them. And they want them hitting their head as hard as possible so that they can use the pain that those people have to blame Democrats. Why? So that they can have more power. That is what is going on. This is not going to stand. The courts are going to shoot this down unless everybody in the Supreme Court goes insane and takes crazy pills one day. We will see uh, how that goes. Also, Congress is doing some important work. No, they're not doing anything on student debt, which they shouldn't be just, you know, getting rid of student debt. But they're not passing anything on that. Instead, they're going to hold a hearing on Ticketmaster because people couldn't get their Taylor Swift concert tickets. That's uh, that's really what they're doing. Taylor Swift concert tickets on the docket. Hmm. Good job, guys. No, seriously, there's nothing else going on. You should definitely worry about how much people are paying for Tay-Tay tickets. That's exactly the central thing you should be doing with your time. And before we leave, we have another episode of Everything is Racist. Everything is racist. Every thought you have is a KKK dream. Now, if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, you may have stopped at a wonderful place. Everyone seems to love it. Uh, And you're not going to be able to find it anymore. I'm so sorry. See, the thing is, if you were going to Indian Garden, a very famous part, a stop along the uh, park's Bright Angel Trail, that uh, is offensive. You see, it's racist to call it Indian Garden for reasons. So instead, they're going to change it to Havasupai Gardens, which I guess Havasupai are the tribe that had been there for generations. And so they're going to name it Havasupai Gardens. Now, look, is it a more accurate name? May, may very well be. Uh, I. Were the Havasupai people really all this fired up and say, I can't believe you will not call that Havasupai Gardens? Maybe they were. Maybe they were upset. I mean, there's been other things they could probably be more upset about than the naming of a trail. But uh, maybe they're upset about that stuff, too. All I'm saying is it doesn't matter anymore whether the thing is blatantly racist, an actual slur, something that's even intended to be negative. We saw with the Redskins naming process a name that was absolutely, with all evidence, Remember, the coach was Native American at the time. Everybody was there to honor Native Americans, and they called them the Redskins, and now that's a slur, and that name's gone. And then they replaced it with football team, and that name's gone. And then Commanders, I mean, the bad guys from Handmaid's Tale are now a team name. That's, that's how this works. Look, nothing is sens- sensible, nothing is sane, but everything is always racist. 
everything is racist. Every thought you have is a KKK dream. Everything is racist. White supremacist is extreme. Earlier, we talked to Pat Gray about Nancy Pelosi partially, and I got to tell you that Nancy Pelosi sucks pens still available. They're in stock right now. We have a special discount going on to celebrate Nancy Pelosi getting out of our lives for the most part. Uh, Nancy Pelosi sucks now 25% off with the code by Nancy B Y E Nancy. See you later. Bye bye. By Nancy is the code, 25% off at nancypelosisuckspen.com. We also have the Power Hour going on. That is December 9th, Friday. You can be here in studio. Uh, Friday, December 9th, go to studospowerhour.com, and you can get on the list there. And tomorrow, we're going to be doing a special election Q&A on YouTube, youtube.com slash Go there now, follow the show, click the bell. You'll get alerted when we go on tomorrow right after the radio program and answer your questions on the election or whatever else. We'll see you tomorrow.